And welcome to today's episode of The Enthusiast and Co. Um, before we get into the episode, I have a little bit of an announcement. Um, and that is that on Thursday, which is the 1st of October, um, I will be launching a brand new collaboration with the wonderful Lackluster Embroidery. Um, I didn't choose her just for the name, though I think The Enthusiast and somebody whose business is called Lackluster Embroidery um, collaborating is hilarious, so that is reason alone. Um, but actually because I love her style of kitsch, retro, food-inspired sweatshirts. And that gives you a bit of a hint as to what our collaboration um, is going to be um so it's a limited edition run of exclusive sweatshirts um and i just wanted to let you know um to set set your alarm set your reminders in your diaries um and run don't walk to instagram at 8 p.m on thursday the first um so that you can be the first to see what they look like see the reveal of the design and snag one um and without further ado, I would love to introduce today's guest on the episode. It was a double whammy episode for the first time. I was interviewing two people at once, um, which was so lovely because it was the lovely Liv and Daisy Tinker from uh, a South London Makers Market and also from a South London Style. So uh, a South London Makers Market, obviously we chatted a lot about I love a small business and I love supporting small kind of wherever we're uh, wherever we are um, but yeah I just I took part in South London Makers Market in September I mean this year is just stretching eternal so who knows when it was maybe it was August no I think it was September um, and just it was such a lovely thing to be part of um, and so I really wanted to get Daisy and Liv on to chat um, about yeah their love of small business supporting it and kind of how to implement that in our daily lives and it was such a gorgeous chat so I really hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you again Daisy and Liv for coming on this is a very exciting episode because I have two guests on for the first time. Um, hello, Daisy and Liv Tinker. Hi. Hi. Hi, Ellie. Hello. Um, thank you so, so much for coming on. We've battled tech problems. Uh, we've battled life problems, but we're here. So thank you so, so much for coming on. I'm so excited to chat to you today because you are the founders of the inimitable um, a South London makers market which is well exciting um i've done it and absolutely loved it and yeah thank you so much for coming on i'm well excited to chat thank you so much thank for you so us. much for having us it, honestly we're just so excited to talk to you yay um so let's start with your origin story uh, not to get too deep um but so where did a south london makers market come from um daisy hey um it all just kind of kicked off at the end of last year where we, me and Liv have always wanted to work together, but we kind of never had really found a way that we could. Like when we were younger, we thought we might have like a fashion shop or, you know, all of those kind of like ideas that you have when you're a kid. Yeah. Because we've always done similar things. And like we've always been creative, always loved fashion, but it kind of never really came about. And we've just both sort of gone down our own paths um, for our careers, I guess. And then last year, we, I don't know, I don't really know like what, why last year was different or why that idea was different but I we, I was in our local library in Crystal Palace and they had a sign that said um you could hire the room upstairs and I was like oh that's really cool like we could do something up there like we could support the library because obviously you pay to rent the room like and we were kind of throwing some ideas around and we've both been super excited about you know having lived in London for the last like eight eight years or whatever and um, all the amazing businesses here and we love shopping local and we love I live in Crystal Palace live lives in Streatham Hill and we love finding businesses that are local and I don't know the idea just came about really organically that we would do like a maker's market and kind of support those businesses further but just by having our own event and we could support the library by renting the room and it just was a kind of a few ideas that really came together and we could sort of tie them all up with this one event so we just set up the market um and literally a couple of weeks later it went ahead in December so a Christmas market and we'd never done events before ever either of us we just 
she thought fuck it like let's just give it a go and see <laughs> what happens and within a few weeks we just set it up we had like 20 makers um who all like had stalls and 500 people showed up and it was honestly the best day of our lives we both said it felt like how I imagine people feel on their wedding day <laughs> oh I love that I love that so <laughs> not over the top but we are quite over the top <laughs> <laughs> But do you know what's great though is that you've got each other to be over the top with like there's nothing worse than feeling like you're being over the top and having nobody to share it with so at least you've got each other to like bounce off and be oh, over the top oh, totally. with together totally we're so lucky so um south london makers market kind of started you had from a you have a, an interiors um instagram blog don't you south london style so has yeah. style and fashion kind of like always been i mean fashion's obviously always been a big part of your life because you're both always impeccably dressed um but has it has it always been a big part of your life like is that kind of how you grew up or what's the what's your backstory <laughs> yeah i think it's always been important to us our family biz- business is upholstery so mm. we've always been around people making really beautiful things and beautiful fabrics and talking about colors and you know um sort of interior design in a loose sense and things like that and growing up our main um thing that we like to do was to design our dream bedrooms so we had like our dream bedroom interior design schemes like locked down from literally being like eight years old I love that so much (laughs) we talked about it all the time Daisy was going to have like this Bedouin style like with a lot of Indian sort of themes Indian and Moroccan influence with a lot of orange pink like sort of sequins embellishments a cushion corner and then I was going to go really like bewitched denim heavy denim curtains denim bedspread denim like um, beanbag chair stainless steel curtain pole stainless steel bed I'm going to put it out there one of those is aged slightly better than the other no offense obviously (laughs) (laughs) I think you know what's so funny though we both would still have those rooms yeah like I literally we we still stay it's really funny we still stay within our um we still stay within those kind of parameters of design yeah. like today and you can see that on our South London style Instagram like we have the hashtags live South London style and Daisy South London style and um you can see like mine lives is all blues and it's slightly more I hate the word modern because nothing's modern and nothing's new but I live in a new build flat so it's it is more like stainless steel things anything I have that's vintage or sort of vintage inspired is quite like retro-y inspired like um because it goes with that sort of like slightly more modern I hate that word but modern feel everything Daisy has is a lot more like traditional pinks um like you know antique vibes and she's she stays within her color story of warm colors and I stay within my color story of cold cold colors and that's so interesting because like that's even reflected in the houses you've got because South London style came about didn't it because you're both kind of doing up your first houses in South London and Daisy's is a Victorian conversion isn't it and you've got a new build that's so crazy that not only is that your like interior style but that's like your literal building style as well it's really funny because um we like I didn't purposely choose to move into a new build it was just we have a shared ownership flat and you can only really get shared ownership in new build yeah so kind of it didn't come about purposely almost but then it it has really worked out in terms of our style obviously Daisy did then have more choice over the house that she bought and that's really her style um but yeah no people like we we do have I think people like to pigeonhole you when you're twins as being exactly the same but we do we do um sort of uh, crossover in some senses but then we do have like our own style as well yeah I love that so that is an excellent segue can I just ask what you're like I know um South London Makers Market is kind of becoming full-time isn't it which is super super exciting but can I just ask what your kind of like careers in inverted commas were um before 
Yeah, so I still actually work at ASOS Marketplace um, as an editor. So content and marketing, I've worked for like a number of different high street brands and publishing companies, mainly starting off with copywriting, but then obviously that's kind of expanded into more generic like content and marketing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just quit to, to do this full time um, and live um, background in special merchandising. But you can talk more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, uh, I don't work for... Uh, full-time anyway I work for myself now running the market and also sell some of my artwork and I work as a freelance interior stylist but I had um, like a 10-year career as a visual merchandiser and then uh, worked my way up to visual merchandising manager and I worked for like some of the biggest um, high street brands in some of the, their biggest flagship stores like launching their flagship stores um, working on Oxford Street doing window displays um, so all visual aspects of of, um, yeah, fashion really. God, you really are a dream team for what you're doing now, aren't you? Like, this is just so perfect. I'm so jealous of your skills. Um, but <laughs> without, together, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's perfect. I like, I'm very appreciative of, of it. It's exciting. Um, and so without further ado, let's get into the questions. So, for people who haven't listened to this podcast before, um, the format is that I ask my guests what they're enthusiastic about at work, um, in play and in life. And play might seem like a bit of a weird phrasing there, but that's basically because I really resent the term hobbies because I have no hobbies and I really hate that that's a question that gets asked all the time so play is kind of more like extracurricular extracurricular um kind of vibes but we'll talk about work first because as I said so <clears throat> you're founded um a South London makers market last year in person um obviously you've pivoted to incredibly successful virtual markets this year um and when I asked you both what your um what you're enthusiastic about in work um daisy well you both actually gave very similar answers but daisy you said the freedom to do what you want in business and discovering and working with new brands before anyone else um can you talk a bit about how how the process works for um a south london makers market and like finding finding new brands because it's been it's such an incredible resource i know it's genuinely saved so many makers businesses over the summer which is not something we should take lightly like that's so incredible um can you talk about how how you find them how you come across them Thank you so much. Oh, even just you saying that gives me real goosebumps. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's pretty. It's kind of a combination of people organically applying. Um, so obviously through Instagram, that's that's our main channel that we talk about the market and that we run the market on. And we've been able to build up like a really um, engaged community there. So people like really our followers are so lovely. They'll like share the about the market with their friends and family and people they know who run small businesses that they think are really cool. And then people apply kind of organically to us. And then we do do some outreach as well. So if we if we stumble across brands or we have like a list of people that we'd love to work with, we reach out to people and then we ask and see whether they would want to do the market. So it's kind of a combination of both. But yeah, it's just on, honestly, when we look in our inbox and we see all the applications, it like it literally blows our mind every single time. And we never take any application for granted. Like it's honestly just mind-blowing like today we've opened the applications for our next market and I think we've already got like 40 in there we opened it at like 10 o'clock this morning so the fact that 40 people already want to do the markets I don't know it just it, it never gets old like it always just blows my mind I love that and also this is such a pertinent conversation because the, the next market um it's coming up is going to be you're going to have some exclusives aren't you for like in terms of the the sellers you've yeah. got and the makers are going to be launching some exclusive stuff which is just such an incredible platform to have that's so exciting I'm so excited about it. We basically like have always been super excited about finding amazing brands and small businesses and they're all doing incredible things all the time anyway. But we just want to, we really just want to be the people that champion small businesses more than anyone and constantly use our skills instead of to like highlight big brands that we formerly worked for, but to use those skills to help small businesses, which I think sometimes small businesses don't, where you don't have that background, if you've never worked for a brand and you're not used to working in that more corporate world, you don't 
know to use those things but they still work just as well for small businesses so we're all about like using those things that we've learned to help all of the small businesses that we work with and honestly like we like we always get such a good reaction to the market but we really noticed that people were like focusing on discounts a lot and we were like we don't actually really want to go down the discount route too much because we don't want to discount what people are doing like we don't want them to not being able to earn as much money as they want to from their product so yeah. we were like okay how can we reframe this but still keep the excitement still make it something that people you know are desperate to tune into on that day like because the market's only for one day and so then we came up with the exclusives idea of okay if they're new and exclusive product launching that can be our focus it's not so much about people doing like 10% off or something so yeah. that was kind of more the idea behind that but we're so fucking excited I honestly can't wait to show everyone like the products it's just so good I was gonna say it must be like the best and worst thing that's ever happened to you to be finding all of these people because obviously you're like helping them live their dreams but also you're like so I'm just gonna make this fund of thousands of pounds that I'm just gonna siphon off and spend all the money on our own exclusives <laughs> it's actually honestly so most of the money I mean not most of the money obviously we have to live but a massive percentage of the money that we earn from doing the market just goes directly back into those yeah I bet that does not surprise me one bit and I would be exactly the same (laughs) I'm sure anyone doing any anything would say that but that's genuinely the truth like when we once we've done all of our main responsibilities on market day um, it's normally when the market's sort of closing obviously it's online so you can carry on shopping once we've done our job um, of running the market then we sit down and we're like right what are we actually buying now and then we all and make purchases before the market's even started like on the lead up obviously people send us their content and they send us their pictures and videos of what they've got on offer and like that's when we we sometimes slide in straight away and we're like buying that like before you've even got it on sale like I'm gonna get it (laughs) it's actually really great for us because we get like an exclusive on the exclusive so yeah yeah, pretty good yeah (laughs) you've you've got all the power I love it um and Liv, you said that you're the what you're enthusiastic about at work is finding the best small businesses and seeing someone take your advice and smash their market day, seeing small businesses make amazing sales and live their dream, which now I've got goosebumps because I love that so much. Um, and I was just just wanted to kind of talk about the advice section really as well, because I mean, this podcast, this is starting to sound like a sponsored pitch for a South London Makers Market, which I mean, I'm happy to do because loved it and it changed my business this summer. However, um, I genuinely do just want to chat a bit more about that because it's so obvious from what you ladies are doing doing um that, that you do like live and breathe small businesses and so I just wanted to kind of go into the advice section of it which I know Daisy you touched on in terms of like um getting people away from discounts and focusing more on exclusives um what kind of you don't have to give away your tips obviously um but what kind of advice is there for what kind of advice do makers get with their um with their kind of like stall I guess so we we've done loads of um lives and loads of advice on our instagram anyway we always sharing advice we do igtvs and things like that where we talk about um business advice like how to make more sales um without reducing your prices that's one that i did recently with elizabeth styles who's a great um consultant oh, i love elizabeth styles yeah i love elizabeth um but we we talk a lot and obviously daisy did the one with you about how um enthusiasm is really what's going to help make your small business like a success um we offer a sales power hour now which is a set which you can book in into if you book a spot at our market you can book into our sales power hour and it's like a zoom call with us and um, where we uh, we discuss like our main um tips and advice uh, around like smashing your sales on market day we've obviously done um, i think we've done 13 markets now um and so obviously we can see a real correlation between the people who are the most successful mm. um, and we can see clear things um taking advice like from our own careers and what we kind of like what we already learned before but then having done these markets now we can really see clear um 
pointers that can you know help you smash sales and make you make more sales so um, we we want people to have a really successful day like we take it very personally um i think a lot of i don't want to talk about what other people do but i don't think people at other events care genuinely as much as we do and i think that is what sets us apart because people can see we we care i can't tell you how much we care we care so much we take everything that happens with the market so personally and we want it to be successful and success to us on market day is our market still holders smashing it and making loads of sales we like that is our marker of success so when we hear from people and um, when someone's booked into the market then they book into the sales power hour and you know they we see on instagram them using all of our advice we can see them clearly like following all of our steps um, and then they smash market day and we see that they sell out of loads of things you know and they send us a message and say like how amazing it was and how much they smashed it, how they sold out of this thing and you know that for us is like our marker of success and we we share in that like excitement and passion and happiness with them just as much as it is for them I think like it yeah. means much to us yeah um, and you recently launched your kind of Christmas campaign ish didn't you and I think this is another thing that's really um good f- in terms of like having the more commercial background is like understanding that actually in commercial settings Christmas is started you know Christmas in July is a very famous saying but it literally has started months and months ahead um, and I really love the campaign you've just launched to encourage people to kind of shop small and spread Spread, spread some joy um and think early on about doing that for christmas now because you know like i mean i love christmas i've already been playing the christmas <laughs> tune so this is not like a spoiler alert but, that you know, does christmas... not surprise me ellie <laughs> no i know i'm very on brand in that way it's been said before um but christmas is not that far away and i just yeah i just i think it does really again this is not an episode to just blow smoke up your asses although i'll be happy to if you would like me to but um it does it just comes through in everything you do that you are really so in it for the small business and i yeah i totally agree that's i think what you have um in comparison to a lot of your a lot of your competitors i think that with christmas um obviously people sometimes you don't want to think about christmas too early and i think in big brands obviously um it can feel a bit like uh, overdone like I know when I was working visual merchandising we'd start putting out cards and um, wrap and crackers in in July um, yeah. which was awful and Christmas <laughs> when you went to retail was like the worst time ever so this is my first Christmas where I feel like I can really enjoy it yeah. and we, we just want to encourage small businesses um, that they can it's not about competing with the big brands in terms of um, necessarily discounts and um, things like that obviously big brands will offer massive discounts like to get people in the doors before Christmas we want to encourage small brands to compete in their personality in their products um, and in their passion for their business and really inspire people to be buying not because they feel they have to they have to go out and panic buy and buy a load of crap from you know like boots three for two sorry boots but like no one <laughs> day. like rather than rather than rushing last minute and it being like a horrible kind of negative part of your Christmas experience where you feel really um, kind of put upon to spend this money with these big brands and you know you're putting it all on credit cards and it's just all really you know a stressful time we just really want to encourage people to think thoughtfully about what they're buying um think thoughtfully in terms of like the presents they're giving and give give things that are special and give things that are meaningful and thoughtful and I think if you think about Christmas earlier on you've got more time to think of things that are thoughtful and special for your family but you it's also more of an opportunity to support small businesses and like spread joy in that way as well so it's we kind of think of it as spreading joy in two ways it's like your family and friends are going to be so much happier with the present that they're going to get which is you know like a unique exclusive one-off special item maybe it's been personalized for them handmade specially for them um, um, and also you're giving joy to that stallholder or that that small business that you're shopping with um, rather than, you know, just lining the pockets of like these massive multinational corporations um, who are just going to give themselves a massive bonus in the new year and probably, you know, make loads of people redundant in February. Um, <laughs> 
kind of like where we're at it from like if you don't want to be part of that then you need to make a stand and shop and spend your money um with people who you align with and with people you know whose ethics you support and I don't know we it's just yeah it feels really important to us and I mean Christmas should be positive and exciting and I think if you get on it early and give things thoughtfully it can actually be really happy rather than stressful yeah definitely and I yeah I I mean (laughs) again not surprisingly I'm very on board with this message uh, this has been Ellie Kime endorsed um but yeah I think it is I think it is cyclical as you say it's kind of like you know you feel joy the people you that are receiving it feel joy the makers feel joy like it's literally like a win-win-win isn't it so like yeah. we just need to keep pumping that cycle through yeah Okay. Yeah. Um, so in play, which again, just in case anybody's like reeling at the horror of that phrasing, I am working on coming up with a better title, still can't quite work it out. But essentially, I mean, like extracurricularly, extracurricularly, um, you both said London. So Daisy, you said all the exciting and cool things happening in South London. Um, and I have been in London for six years now, but mostly spent my time in the North. So where, and are you guys from London originally? No, we're from Surrey, like just outside of South London. Because I think I thought before I kind of like did proper investigation and read all your wonderful bits, um, I think I thought you were from South London and that's kind of like because you'd grown up there, that was your thing. But then when you said just then about living here for like eight years now, I was like, I think these gals are older than eight. Um, so that makes <laughs> sense. Um, so talk to me about South London. Why, why do you love it so much? I mean, it does have a very magical vibe, doesn't it? It's got a certain creative energy that is very hard to match elsewhere. What are your, what are your favourite bits? We like have both lived in different areas of South London since we left uni and honestly being at uni our only aim for life was to move and live in London like literally I didn't care what job I did I know that's a cliche maybe to people I don't know that sounds really cringe but all I ever wanted to do and all Liv ever wanted to do all we ever wanted to do was move to London do some sort of creative have some sort of creative life and live in London and so moving to South London like we first lived in Tooting it was honestly like a a dream come true and I just think we both fell in love well obviously we knew London so well anyway we've always come up to London like when we were teenagers and whatever um but being able to live here and like partake in that community just it honestly just was like a dream come true and then I think as we've moved around to different areas of South London like we we just have loved it our love for it's just grown and grown and in a way I think South London does sometimes still get a bad rap or not even a bad rap but people just disregard it a bit like you know mm. East London's got going, loads going on West London like more upmarket shopping like North London I feel like loads of people like move up to North London and so then I just felt like there was this kind of communication missing about what's great about South London and I feel like everyone I know who lives or works in South London fucking loves it but if you're not part of that bubble you kind of disregard it sometimes yeah and we just both thought like there's so much going on here like there's so many amazing creatives here like it's honestly you you would think that you don't need to tell people that but then when I have these conversations with people they're like oh I've never been down to Brixton I've never been down to Crystal Palace like I've never been to any of these places and I'm like but there's so much going on that it's like it's amazing and it's so leafy and green down here like come visit come and like see what's over the other side of the river and I think there's just so much going on I have images of you stood on the south bank being like hear ye hear ye come to (laughs) south London and I think we both it was kind of part of that message as well of like we both realized if you don't use it you lose it and we want to live in nice areas but if you don't use the things on your local high street and support those small businesses they'll just disappear and I think over the last few years that's been a real realization for both of us so we've for a few years now made so much effort to always visit our local high streets buy as much as we can on our local high streets you know I live in Crystal Palace there's so many amazing markets here I try and go every week like but if there's any small change that I can make to try and making one or two more purchases here there at those 
businesses like I will go out of my way to do that and so I think again that all just sort of was what fed into why we wanted to do the market in the first place and why we wanted to run at South London style like in the very first instance because we are so passionate about where we live like I love Crystal Palace so much I can't talk enough about how amazing it is here and I just want everyone to come and visit and everyone to come to the markets here and everyone to shop at the amazing local shops here and like we've got so many great things but people like never come down here so we really just wanted to highlight that to people more and just be supportive of like all the kind of business owners in our local area because they're you know people just trying to live their life they're just trying to pay their rent they're trying to pay their mortgage they're trying to raise their family they've like set up a bloody business like how amazing is that we should at least support them in doing that so yeah I think we just it's something we've always felt passionate about and we just bloody love South London to be honest with you (laughs) (laughs) and I think I think the kind of shopping local vibe is something that a lot of people kind of got on board with earlier this year obviously um because they couldn't get any further and I I just really hope that that kind of love for the local high street stays even when things do eventually get opened up again because it would be such a shame like there was such a obviously in like horrific circumstances that none of us would have wished for but there was a real communal pulling together to support and save kind of like stalwarts of the local high street that you might have taken for granted before and then afterwards you're like actually like i live in crouch end for example there's a dunn's bakery's been here since like 1820 or something like that's been there 200 years which is just insane and you know it's one of those things where i mean i go in all the time because i love a pastry um but i think it's one of those things where once you actually as you say stop and think like how amazing that they've set up a business like bricks and mortar and they're bringing us stuff that we couldn't get anywhere else like it is something that's definitely worth celebrating and supporting I think and also do you know what it is I'm just so lazy like when I moved to Crystal Palace I was like when we were looking to buy this flat I was like wherever we move it needs to have enough cool stuff around it in the immediate location that I don't need to travel anywhere after work or at the weekends I want to live somewhere where 10 minutes from my door there's like restaurants I want to go to pubs I want to go to a cinema that I want to go to and like a nice park or whatever so it's from laziness as well like I don't want to travel <laughs> back in central I don't want to travel anywhere else I want people to come to me <laughs> and I want to I only want to ever have to go like 10 minutes down the road I mean appreciate your honesty um if people are like decided to go to Crystal Palace now um and because they heard you standing on the south bank screaming into the void um what would you recommend they do where, where would they start Oh, there's honestly almost too much to say, but I would start by going up to the triangle. So the Crystal Palace Triangle is like the known sort of shopping area. It's a little triangle of three streets that all join together. And that's where like the main shops are. So there's some really cute boutiques. I'd say check out Elkins. It's a really cute boutique. Then go to the Alma pub and see all of my pals who work up there who are lush and have like a nice, their steak honestly is just absolutely unreal. But their Sunday roast is also really good as well. Have a little meet around, pick up a coffee from Brown and Green, which is a really good South London cafe run also by two twin sisters. Um, And then mooch down into the park and like the park in Crystal Palace is unreal. My nan and grandmother used to bring us up here when we were kids, but there's the famous Crystal Palace dinosaurs. There's pedalos here, Ellie, in the park in Crystal Palace, which no one knows about. So you can go on pedalos for most of the year, have a little picnic. Like it's just a lush day out. It's very wholesome. Um, And there's loads (laughs) of like antique and vintage furniture shops as well. So if that's your vibe, Crystal Palace is really good for that too. Look, dinosaurs, vintage and pedalos, you're covering all bases that and coffee and steak and roasts. I'm like very, very sold to spend the rest of my life in Crystal Palace actually (laughs) um yeah I mean I put you on the spot here like making you like local travel reps but um Liv let could you tell us a bit more about whereabouts in South London you live and also um your dream itinerary for a day around there yeah so I live in Stratton Hill um also in South London which I feel doesn't have as wholesome a vibe as (laughs) 
it's not like war of the south london areas don't worry i'm not gonna like pitch you against each other <laughs> no, no, no. i think um but i think it's really important because i think recently everything we've heard about stressing on the news has been so 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 negative um and i think that it's really important to try and see past those like negative things that you hear about all the time because there is a community of really creative lovely people here as well um so i would say i would say probably crystal palace is more go there in the daytime and then i would say come to streatham hill after you've been to crystal palace so there's some really great pizza places there's a pizza um place like right next to streatham hill station called don luigi which is my favorite place and they have really unusual things on the menu as well it's like tiny tiny you need to book a table but i absolutely love it in there they're super friendly they have organic wine which is really good as well and it's not too expensive so i would go to don luigi i would go to the wine bar um which is called i think it's called streatham wine bar that's on yeah (laughs) That's on the main road, and I love it in there. But again, you need to book a table because they're always fully booked. You can do a because you keep gassing them up on podcasts. That's why. (laughs) When it first opened, I was like, "Please don't let it be another bookies. Please don't let it be another estate agents. Just anything else." And then when I saw that it was a wine bar open across my house from my house, I was like, "Yes, like this is amazing!" So they do. You can do wine tastings in there, but it's called a flight, and you pick three different wines, and they do like a little. They have these little wooden, um, almost like serve trays where they like can little and um, sort of slot the wine glasses in so you like pick up this little tray and you can like slot wine glasses in it and you can try like three different wines oh, and it's really dream. affordable i think you can try wines from like one pound fifty each wine like it's not super you know pricey it, it can be really affordable depending on which ones you're trying obviously um and they do really good bar snacks like really really great um love it in there but yeah i would say those are my two favorite things to do i would say if you're on in Streatham in the day and um, I would walk down from Streatham Hill down to Streatham there is a difference between Streatham Hill and Streatham just saying just putting it out there um I would walk down from Streatham Hill down the hill to Streatham and I would go to the rookery which is like this absolutely beautiful 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 garden that again has been here since the 1800s that has been here for a couple of hundred years um it's a beautiful park it's, it's a garden in the middle of Streatham Common basically and they have a rose garden um it's just absolutely stunning like it's a beautiful place to take kids to walk your dog like um just to like walk around for the day when we were in lockdown and i couldn't do anything i did um a few times walk down streatham into the rookery just because it's so peaceful like you literally feel like you're in the middle of um i don't know like the gardens of a massive mansion house in the country like it the fact that it's just off of streatham high road which is one of i think it's the busiest and longest main road in europe i don't know if i've made that up excellent beautiful tranquil garden is like just off of the main high street is just mad and it's absolutely stunning and no one knows about it and there's an ice cream van there which i feel is also important to say (laughs) it's just beautiful but yeah those are my probably my favorite things to do in stretton hill I was just looking on a map then there's not only is there Streatham Hill but there's also Streatham, Streatham Park, Streatham Wells and Streatham South and I apologise I thought they were all just one monolith I just thought Streatham was Streatham but I was wrong and happy to be so in fact. Um, I know most of those Streatham, there's Streatham Hill, Streatham and Streatham Common like Streatham Wells I don't even know what that, I don't even know. That's in between, I mean Google Maps tells me that's in between Streatham and Streatham Common, you're welcome. Um, I love, yeah I think, I think you're so right about it, um it's like people just don't give it enough of a kind of a chance and I think that's mainly because it's not as traditionally well connected as like North London by which I mean the tube like there's train stations are a dime a dozen down in South London aren't they but um in terms of tube stations there's not as many as there are in North London but I think that's even more reason to go like to, to explore something that you wouldn't necessarily explore before like we've all been to Camden we've all been to Camden so let's explore a bit oh further <laughs> like, do you know what also is like 
we love South London, but I kind of just want to encourage everyone to like visit their own local area, even if that's yeah. not South London. Because I think we're also, I think the really good thing about lockdown was it just interrupted people's normal habits. And for the first time, they had to look up, take a breath and go, oh, okay, I need to do something different than my standard day to day, like rushing around to central to work, whatever. And so I think that's why it was so good as well for making people support local, because as, as well as not being able to physically go as far, people just sort of had that interruption in their sort of the status quo of how they live their lives. Yeah. So I would honestly just encourage everyone, like you might have been walking around thinking you're looking at what's on your high street and go oh there's nothing there it's all a load of shit but I honestly promise you if you open your eyes properly and just go into these places you'll be like oh my god I thought it was really weird from the outside but I've come in and it's amazing and they've recommended this amazing wine to me and they've like chatted to me and I've got to know them and like I used to be so guilty of doing that I think if it didn't look amazingly nice from the outside I'd be like oh I don't know if I want to go in there like maybe it's rubbish maybe it's weird but if you go into all of these places like I bet you nine times out of ten they'll be amazing yeah I agree I, I I only ever find those kind of and this is something I want to change but <clears throat> I've only ever found out those places like where I live like when my mum comes down because I want to impress my mum so I like start exploring and I'm like oh yes and we have all of these things and she's like oh great how many times did you go here and I'm like honestly only googled it when you came up but now I will go more often so yeah I think the focus on like where you're actually exploring where you actually are is a very important one to make as well yeah love it um and so finally the final question is um <clears throat> what you're enthusiastic about um in life generally um and i loved both of your answers um daisy's yours was everything life is fucking exciting and i can't wait to see what it has in store for us which i just absolutely adore as like a mantra a motto and everything else um and live yours was the world is excited uh, the world is our oyster right now and i'm excited about it so you're both clearly very very excited for the future which i absolutely love um i really really love the optimism and positivity and the enthusiasm um what are your plans for the future if you can say don't want to jinx them or anything Thing, but what what do you what let's speak it into existence what do you want to happen what's what's the, what's the plan talking about speaking things into existence we do really believe in talking about speaking we we do this thing where we chant the things that we want to happen like we'll whether we're together in real life we do it sometimes during a market or after a market um, and we'll like get together and we'll say things over and over and over again that we like want to happen or we'll get on the phone to each other and I do honestly believe there's something in that I, yeah. I know I think it's recognized by a lot of people now and we're definitely not the first people to ever say that but I think there's something real about putting about saying out loud we tell we tell our storeholders all the time we're like put it out there say it like say it now and tell us when you've done it do you know what I mean you have to yeah. And um, we've just honestly got so much on the horizon. Like Daisy's obviously finished work, uh, finishing work now, leaving her job to so that we can run this together full time. And I think we're just keen for Daisy to finish her job first and um, finish her responsibilities there, and then. Um, our family like my boyfriend's stepdad in particular Gabriel he always talks about like he's like so how's world domination going and I'm like, <laughs> it's good like <laughs> and I don't think I mean I don't think we've got any plans for world domination yet although the, the market is going global we've had storeholders and shoppers like from around the world which is incredible yeah um, but there's just so many things that we want to work on I don't want to say too much at the moment because we haven't we haven't like launched any of them but I think um our main ambition is always just that we want to make it easy for people to shop small and we want to make it exciting and we want to make it so that it, it's not that you do it because you feel like you should and you have to we just want people to shop small because it's the best fucking option you get the best products you at the best price or you get the most exclusive thing the most exciting thing we just want to make it easy for people to shop small and we don't even want it to really be a choice we just want to make it like the best alternative out there um so and i think we just have a goal of our main goal is like being excited and passionate and happy. And I think that's why it was such a meeting of minds when we met you, because I think especially as you become an adult, you 
um, you you kind of realise that everyone gets a bit beaten down, you know, mm. like you get a bit beaten down with life. Things don't work out how you thought. Things are really hard, um, and and like there's quite a lot of negativity sometimes and a lot of sort of glass half full attitude. And like we just we just are such glass half full people. Like we just want to encourage people to be positive and enthusiastic and happy, and also just continue to like live that and live the dream as well. And I think we're both excited because we don't really know what the future holds. We just know that we've got this excitement. We know that we we want to work really hard. And I think we haven't defined what a success would mean to us yet and where we're kind of going. But we've got loads of ideas and we just want to smash it. And we just want people to carry on recognising that we're working really hard and we're doing something that we love and something genuine. And yeah, I think like that's it really. Like just being joyful. I know people talk about it all the time, but I don't want to do anything that I don't feel joy about. I've worked like yeah. so many years and so many jobs of, about things that I do not feel joyful about. And so for me, one of my personal, like uh, my personal goals is just this year, like enjoying Christmas. Yeah. I, like I've never enjoyed Christmas before. And this year that's like big for me. Like I want to enjoy Christmas. So um, yeah, I think we've got a lot of kind of career goals, but I think mainly just spreading the joy and feeling joy and I know it's cheesy but honestly we just want to be happy we really just want to be happy and like live life <laughs> I don't think it's cheesy at all I think that's like the ultimate non-cheese I mean not the cheese is a problem obviously but I think that is the ultimate goal like for every everything should be just orientated towards you know being happy for the rest of your life I think that's very admirable and non-cheesy completely Daisy has this thing where she says like the world has a bite of the apple left for us and like we have I don't know it just feels like it just feels like life is going faster and like we're in a rocket like go it start like shooting up in the sky and I don't know Daisy always says this thing like the world has a bite of the apple left and we just we're here to like take it that's another like cheesy motive <laughs> this is honestly like what we sit around talking about it's like there's this whole thing out there that's just waiting for us to like come and do it and I don't know I don't know if that makes any sense but it just feels exciting it just feels like there's big things coming I don't know we're really excited about it yeah I love that very much <laughs> Daisy any any more wisdoms to share with us any more apple related stories to tell us <laughs> I think it's just I learned oh it's, it is all really cheesy and I think I have become this sort of person that speaks in these like cringe mottos but I, I just can't help it like I feel this renewed joy for life and I think what we're looking forward to is everything up until this point and I think the thing that everyone does and it's not anyone's fault it's just you know how we all sort of program to live but you put like success which is usually deemed by how much money you earn at like the top of your triangle and the top of your pyramid of like what you're always trying to work towards and I think we're just looking forward to flipping that up and putting like happiness at the top of our pyramid and like yeah. if you put happiness at the top what would your life look like if you worked everything back from how how you could be the most happy and so I think I'm just really excited to I'm honestly excited just for some freedom. I've always worked for like brands and don't get me wrong, like they've done me well. I've enjoyed a lot of the work that I've done for them, but I'm just, I just don't really want someone telling me what my value is or what I'm worth or what my ideas they think are good and bad. Like I'm just so excited to have that freedom to be able to try things and work with my sister, like to work together. Like we're so excited about finally having that opportunity to do that properly and and I think one thing that we've got coming up which I can't say too much about because we haven't clearly defined like what it's going to be but we definitely want to just do something more around the community aspect of the market and of kind of the community that we've built up through the market like people say to us all the time oh it's amazing like I really feel like I'm part of a community like you know I feel like I've got to know you so well I've got to know so many of the other makers so well and it's I think that's really missing when people run small businesses you know you often feel lonely or you don't have someone to bounce ideas off and 
I suppose especially it's been heightened by this year with us all being in lockdown but we really want to pursue that more and because that's what we're so excited about is having connections with people like connecting with people connecting other people together on that human level and so we're definitely looking to do something more around community um, and a South London makers market community but like thinking of a new name because that really has just got too much of a tongue twister but <laughs> kind of bringing people together like whether it's like talks and events and workshops and you know they might have to be online for the foreseeable but just kind of working more on that because that's what we feel really excited about so hopefully something on that in the near future but honestly the list of to-dos early for when I quit my job I was thinking oh maybe I'll have a couple of weeks off but I, there's no time to waste I, I've got things to be getting on with <laughs> on boxing day you're going to be like and sigh, I'm now going to allow myself three days off before I get started again for the new year. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think we're going to take some time off in between Christmas and New Year just because I feel like most people have a bit of a kind of chill then. And so there probably yeah. isn't as much to do anyway. But yeah, I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll, you know, chill out. But actually, I'm just so revved up about everything we've got to do. I'm like, I just can't wait. My last day at work is the 30th of October. And I'm like, it's, th- no, hang on. What, how many work days is it left? 27? 27 work days. I've done the countdown every day. Oh so I just can't wait. Can't wait, Ellie. So How excited. exciting. Well, um, I feel like that is the perfect, like, peppy note to finish on. Um, thank you so much, ladies. It's been an absolute dream. Can you please let people know where they can find you, obviously, um, in Streatham Hill and in uh, Crystal Palace, but where can they find you <laughs> and find out more about you online? Yeah, for sure. So you can visit us on a South London Makers Market, which is the Makers Market on Instagram. We're also over at a South London Style, which is our more interior side of things, which is a separate Instagram. Um, but we're on both of those pretty much like all day, every day. So we would absolutely love to chat. There's nothing we love more than people sliding into our inbox. And I think we both just want to say, Ellie, like we absolutely love what you're doing. And just it's been a real meeting of minds for us to meet you. And like Liv said, it's so hard when you become an adult. I think people just lose their enthusiasm. And it's just been so joyful and great for us to like meet you and just we almost reinvigorate our own enthusiasm as well and just see that that's really important and valuable and so yeah we just want to thank you so much it's been so lush to get to know you stop it stop it (laughs) I feel I mean I feel the same about it if we just we could just like ping pong compliments back to each other all afternoon but um (laughs) thank you very much for all you do and it is an absolute pleasure and I receive that with gratitude um thank you so so much (laughs) thank you thanks Ellie Well, thank you very much for listening to that episode of The Enthusiast and Co. This is the bit where I tell you where you can find me. Um, I am on Instagram at theenthusiast.co, on Facebook forward slash theenthusiastco and on Twitter at Eleanor Kime, uh, K-I-M-E. My website is theenthusiast.co if you're looking for my merch, any more resources or my blog um, and you can sign up to my email newsletter there as well. Thank you so much for listening. Speak to you next time.